It's Rick Lobb, Jeff Bauer with the Homefield Group at Royal LePage. And today we have a special guest with us, Mayor John Grace. Thank welcome you very to, much, uh, gentlemen. Welcome uh, to, thank you for joining yeah, us. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, this morning's conversation. Thanks right. a lot. Well, let's get into it. Uh, so we wanted to get Mayor Grace here so that we could uh, get the, a feel for what's happening in Godrich and, and what's to come in Godrich. And I know that there's some, uh, there's some questions that I've had and, well, the real estate community as a whole has had about what's going to be happening here in the future. So why don't we get started with uh, the first question, which just involves the demographics and the population. So it's, it's sort of, I mean, from our perspective, it would seem that Goddard has been growing over the past three or so years because of all the activity in the market. And uh, is that the case? Are, are we starting to grow? I don't think we're, we are growing, but at very small increments and maybe by 1%. But as we look at the changing demographic and the community is changing, there's a lot of people coming to the community. Uh, we will get a bump, but I don't think it's going to be that big. Uh, things have changed. Our family sizes have changed. And you have to remember, there's about 5,000 people a day. Is that the right number? A week. A week. A week? Yeah that are retiring, okay? Um, so the idea of uh, retirees moving to rural communities is very real. And this isn't, we're not the only community this is happening to, but we are an attractable community. Whether it's healthcare, recreation, or whether it's uh, leisure, we are a tractable community. We do, we talk, we talk about it over and again, that people are used, they, they know Godrich, it's familiar to people as a, a uh, recreational uh, holiday vacation type destination, and those people, as they as they age, see it as a viable option. The uh, the fact that we haven't had a whole bunch of uh, new spots for people to live would have been controlling that population growth. We're geographically we're funny because we've got the we've got the lake mm-hmm. and we've got the river and we've got a municipal ba- boundary kind of triangulating the town into a certain spot so we haven't really had a chance for much growth i guess the larry otten townhomes infill lots were were one thing that's happened which would probably be attributed to that one percent yeah of that's happened because really aside from that there hasn't been much in the last five, 10 years. Yeah, and on that 5,000 per, uh, per week retiring, that was a quote from uh, the Royal Page CEO, Phil Soper, who yeah. said that, that uh, I think it's across Canada, there are 5,000 people per week uh, getting into retirement. A lot of those people in the Golden Horseshoe uh, and a lot of those people looking to get into the ex-urban market, uh, which of, you know, Goddard would be a part. And you can see it in the, in the demographic that you see every day on our streets. Um, and the stats do show that we're around 28% of our population here in Godridge that are over 65. Is Godridge is very attractive. It's the lake, as you said, the river. If you just look around uh, Godridge, it's a really nice community. Uh, we have all the services here. So that attraction to places like Godridge is key. Um, and when I talk to people uh, that have just moved here, uh, once they've visited the community for a weekend or two weekends, they fell in love. Yeah, um, yeah we hear that over and over again, yeah. too, with, with, our, with our clients and customers that might even just be looking at Goddard as an option, uh, looking along the lake or in different communities. They come here and they fall in love. 
I just wanted to touch on that 28%. Is that, that would be high comparatively to other, to other centers, one would assume. Like, yeah, I don't know what. I think the last time I checked, you know, a lot of rural communities can look at 19, 20%, right. you know, but uh, it is high. Here in county is high to begin right. with uh, on average. And Godrich is extremely high. Yeah. And, and that you can see with the people that are moving in here. But you have to look forward a little bit, whether it's two years or three years. I'm really excited. Council is really excited about what is happening overall in the community. Uh, we see a huge push to the south, as, as you know. And uh, what we do have is we not only have the C3, the old fusion um, uh, property, but then O'Brien's and Cook's property yeah. is sold. And that impacted even Fusion moving forward. Now it, that has uh, turned into, um, now everybody has to step back. That's a mammoth project. That's hundreds of homes potentially going to the southern edge of our community. That has to be engineered. Uh, and so it's taken a little bit of time, but that is coming uh, to Godrich. Um, not in six months or maybe not in a year, but, but soon. And I, it's huge. It's a game changer for our community. And on that note, so there would be speculation then if, if you had a, uh, that southern, south end development that had, let's say, you know, four or 500 homes. And obviously those wouldn't come onto the market all at once, but no. they would come on quickly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that begs the question, do you think that that will create a situation where the supply will actually meet the demand that we have in Godrich? Or do you think that the attention to that big development will actually attract more people? People attract area? people. So um, now this is just my own speculation. Yep. You're in the market. You, uh, you will know a lot better than I, but people attract people. So if I'm living in Toronto or or Cambridge, and I move to Godrich as I retire, some of my friends are going to move too. So I look at that opportunity as not only to uh, meet the thresholds uh, and the capacity that we have for the new builds now, but that is going to grow. Well, and that goes back to what I was saying about people looking at different communities too. If somebody comes to Godrich today and there's five houses for sale in Godrich, they may very well find one in Stratford or Bayfield or Godrich mm-hmm. or wherever. And, you know, we've got listeners and, and uh, followers around here on County and Perth County and, and abroad. But the the fact that people can come here and see, yes, there's going to be a couple hundred houses in the near future, near in air quotes, but that possibility feeds into people's plans because people are making these plans a few years in advance too. So if they know Godrich is going to be the destination and they know there's going to be some housing, then they can kind of start planning, start planning that move from Waterloo or Guelph or wherever they're coming from. Yeah. And what does, uh, when that happens and, um, I'm feeling very positive and enthusiastic that it will happen. How does that change our community is, is the question. Um, and, and it will, uh, because there will be a lot more people. Will that change the demographics again? And how do we meet those challenges moving forward? And how do we keep that 28% from becoming 35%? Because I think yeah. that once that number gets over a certain amount, I, 
a community becomes less and less desirable for the younger people. Yeah. So people in a younger demographic, when all they see is people that have a different lifestyle and look yeah. different, like, you know, and like it's, yeah. I don't even think it's attractive. I don't even think it's attractable for the retirees when that, when it goes over 30 and 35%, yeah. because a lot of people, uh, my age, so I'm 62, really connect with the same social networks and things that are happening in the communities as the 35 year old. Well, I've seen, you know, I you see know, you at Square Brew, I see right. you at the Legion, those things. It's, yeah, that's what the small community is, is it's about, all about, right? And what you're right, once it gets, once now, it gets now you're mentioning two. He just mentioned two places to have alcohol. Yeah, I, no, I, I was going to say, what are you trying to say, Jeff? Nothing, nothing. You can do other things yeah, at the I, you, you, you just drink alcohol. Darts, you know? darts. But you know what I mean? Uh, we like similar things as the 35-year-old, um, whether it's cafes or yeah. any of that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, and we have some really neat markets and lots of things to do at the waterfront. Yeah. So the things that the the new retirees want to do, the new 35-year-olds are doing. So it's one of the same as far as I'm concerned. And it's not healthy to have such a uh, concentration of one demographic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, we need families, but we also need that young talent to run our businesses and uh, and to be on the forefront of today's economy. Yeah. Not not 20 years ago, but today's economy. And make those things that yeah. make the community fun. Yeah. Like the cafes and the yeah. breweries and those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let's switch gears a little bit um, and talk about something that we already touched on a little bit. The beach, the shoreline, yeah. that sort of thing. Because that's a lot of people's first introduction to the town and what make people fall, what makes people fall in love with this town sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it absolutely big... is. And, and, you know, unfortunately last year, uh, because of the high water and because of the high winds, we already knew that we had some damage that we needed to repair in behind the water plant. And that was scheduled for this winter, but last summer and last fall storms, mm -hmm. uh, made a huge difference. And, I can tell you that council's first and foremost priority from last fall to today is about stabilization and rehabilitation of the waterfront. And uh, the stabilization is done. We have some more rehab work to do and a couple of spots where it's going to take additional work. And then we're moving right into the boardwalk because remember the boardwalk uh, was supposed to start last fall. It didn't start, but it needs to start right away so that we're ready down at the beach uh, for all the people that visit our community and for the people that live in our community. So the waterfront is um, uh, is the highest priority this council has. So question, like the, that was, it was, the writing was on the wall that that was happening, but Goddard, one of Goddard's biggest pieces of infrastructure, water treatment plant mm -hmm. is located down there. Was there ever any, was it ever in any danger like oh, our, absolutely yeah. it was the the potential was there yeah. uh you know late fall that's why we had to get on it right away and we started right in behind the water plant mm -hmm. we had to secure that facility and once that was secure then we branched out from there but uh that was the highest priority and we'll probably spend you know a million dollars plus on just the stabilization portion of it yeah. Although based on the prediction for this summer's water level, which is, uh, they're, they're not seeing it while the, 
the American military uh, that that does these predictions on the Great Lakes are saying that we're going to see it even go a little higher, uh, but definitely not subside. Yeah, the Army Corps of Engineers are are talking about the spring water levels, which will probably be March, April, will be uh, a lot higher than last spring uh, uh, water levels. So, but that's not saying it's going to be way over top of um, the very highest peak. Now we were we were one inch short of uh, historical highs last summer. Okay. Um, you know, it may be a couple inches lower on the historical highs, maybe a couple inches higher, but what they're they're saying is that uh, it's not going away real soon. Right. Is is that's the troubling thing? But Godrich is ready. Uh, we understand um, what our capacity is, and uh, the engineers and the Maitland Valley Conservation Authority and our own staff are uh, are on the job and very engaged in the whole process. And we understand where we need to be uh, come spring. So um, I'm I'm very confident that uh, we're on it. So once the um, once the the um, the stone and everything yeah. in the, the armor stone armor stone and all that stuff's done and boardwalk's done. Um, and feel free to just say no comment on this. Yeah. But uh, what's what's the is there any plan for parking down there? Because yeah, they, it, I know I know that's like a local scuttlebutt type yeah, question. Yeah. If you um, if you cared to comment, that would Yeah, we're looking at options yeah. now. Um and uh and and we have to, you know, I, I think in the last ten years we've operated the beach, if I could say it that way. And in the last three years or four years that it's become extremely busy on weekends and sometimes during the week. Um now we have to turn our focus to not operating it, but now we need to manage it. Right. We have uh, a lot of people down there. We have up to uh, a couple weekends, 800 cars parked down there wow. on a Saturday or Sunday and flowing in and out. So uh, we're working hard now to step back, look at all our bylaws, um, look at options on parking, and uh, look at operational models of, of how to manage that asset now instead of just going down and cleaning the washrooms and picking up the garbage and stuff. We have to have a concentrated plan now on how to manage it. And that includes enforcement. Yeah. Uh, we've never had to and really heavily uh, enforce bylaws and stuff like that. We, we have to do that now. Yeah. So there the are popularity of the beach has just grown. It, to it's, level. it's yeah. Uh, it's way out of, uh, our present scope of how we operate. We need to, uh, manage it. And, and we're, we're looking at all sorts of different options now. Yeah. I did love seeing a couple of extra vendors down there this past summer, being able to rent, uh, you know, paddleboard or those oh, sorts yes. of things, those Absolutely. sorts of lifestyle yeah. activities that people are looking for, you know, they want experiences, not just sitting around in the sand, yeah. getting out there. So I, that was, that was cool this year to see uh, a few extra things. And I hope that that could just be expanded yeah. upon in the future. And I think it will. And I think the, the economic development committee of the town of Godrich is looking at opportunities down there. And I look forward to their suggestion uh, coming to council. Yeah. I remember growing up in this area, you know, you used to be able to rent jet skis down at the Goddard mm-hmm. Beach, and of course, you can never do that now. But, mm-hmm. uh, but it's good to see that kind of uh, that kind of business mm-hmm. happening again at the yeah. at the waterfront. 
Yeah, uh, I think even when I was younger, they tried to get me to uh, windsurf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was very challenging. Yeah, I would have paid money to see that. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd pay a lot of money to see it. Now. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would have paid it even to see it back then. Here's, but here's a lesson it, in yeah, physics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the beach can be a very exciting place for not only the visitors coming to Godrich, but our own community. Absolutely. Uh, when you see it down there on uh, July 1st, uh, you know, for the fireworks or piping down the yeah. sun, that place is very busy and it needs to be ours. You yeah. know, we need to own that. Uh, once we even get the boardwalk uh, finished up, there's going to be a lot of mess to clean up. Yeah. I mean, they had to build roads across lawns down there, across some of the green space in order to bring the rocks in. Right. So with that, keeping that in mind, there's a lot of work to be done. Sure. And uh, all I can really say is, you know, the contractors now are really asking us to ask the public, you know, not to uh, go down there very much. They, they've even got more contractors in. Arts Landscaping is down there now working uh, on the boardwalk uh, infrastructure. So it's a busy place. It's a closed uh, road uh, access, and we need to keep it that way. Right. Uh, one of the one of the questions I'm sure uh, lots of residents in Goddard have will be down on uh, Hamilton Street right now. There's so there's the new insurance building that's almost mm -hmm. well, that's up and, and underway. But, yeah, the West Wabanas Insurance Building. We've mentioned it before, and we've also mentioned the uh, the lot beside the Royal Page Office, which is mm -hmm. on Hamilton Street, and it's got the big yellow fencing around it yeah. now. Um, so I just was in receipt of a letter from the town of Godrich because we are a neighbor mm -hmm. that they're looking for some zoning amendment yes. uh, to allow. And, and finally, I think this is public knowledge yeah. now that there's a letter out that that is meant to be a six story, 70 unit residential building. Correct. Uh, will there be any commercial main floor? I believe there's going to be some commercial on the bottom floor. So there'll uh, be some rental on, on, units? Yeah, on the street level. Okay. Uh, that'll be commercial retail. Um, but that is really going to impact, uh, you know, the downtown and the, and the local business community. If you can imagine 70 new residents oh, yeah. in the downtown core, it's game changer. That, that, that's another game changer. That's uh, really, and we need some uh, intensification in the downtown to make that punch, make that impact. Uh, downtowns across on Ontario, especially rural Ontario, are are struggling. Absolutely, yeah. and um, we see it everywhere. Everywhere, and uh, that is coming forward fairly quickly. I, I believe they're going to be in front of the Heritage uh, Committee this week, uh, and I know for sure what you're talking about. Some of the amendments or some of the rezoning applications will be be coming before council yep. on February 18th. So. Um, that project is moving along okay. uh, fairly quickly. Um, I don't believe they started the environmental yet, uh, but I think that'll start uh, in a timely fashion. On the uh, topic of, of uh, further development, is there, um, is there something happening up at, out of the airport that, that is connected to the town of Goddard? Uh, yeah, uh, upcoming? The, the airport uh, question is, is, uh, is a big question. It, it's a little bit complicated because the Goddard Airport is actually in the municipality of ACW, yeah. uh, but owned by the town of Goddard. Um, and we've just developed, council has just approved the development of a task force to look at opportunities for the airport. 
On the task force, you'll have the warden, myself, and the mayor of ACW, Glenn McNeil, Taylor Lambert, uh, who is a local uh, uh, airport enthusiast and pilot and retired business uh, man that is located right here in Godridge, and the chair of the Huron County Economic Development Board, John Marshall. The five of us will be looking at the airport going forward. What is the growth potential? This is all about growing the Goddard Airport. This is what it's all about. And airports in general, in rural communities, are also challenged. But I, I think we have a gem of an asset. Well, having, like, I live out near yeah. the airport, mm -hmm. and, you know, I can attest to the amount of uh, plane traffic that I mm -hmm. see flying over my house, yeah. which is more, way more than I would have ever imagined. Yes. It's busier. I think it's a busier place yeah. than people actually know. Yeah, and I think it's a lot busier. We'd have to look at the numbers, but we're going to get right at it. This is a task force that's going to be either three or six months long, but we're really going to drill down and, and see what the potential is moving forward. Um, it's a long strip. Um, there are uh, lots of opportunities, and more and more people are looking for that convenient travel. Yeah, Try the 401. Yeah, it's brutal. I just heard this morning that they're anticipating on the 401 an increase in traffic over the next 10 years of 100%. Can you? Is can not you possible. Uh, so no. I, just when you were mentioning the makeup of that task force, sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a real testament to the fact that uh, that airport, although, you know, Godrich, it's the Godrich airport. We lease the land from ACW, right? No, we own the land. Oh, we own the land, but it's it's uh, surrounded it's by ACW. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, we pay taxes to yeah. ACW. But but what I was going to say is that it really is a regional, like this is, Absolutely. this is an airport that's a Godrich airport, but it can service the region and it can, it could really be a gem uh, yeah. for the county. And look at it, it's, it, um, it affects all our economies, the county, ACW, and Godridge. It uh, affects uh, the recreation and leisure for pilots in all three. Uh, it is central to our healthcare uh, facility and delivery of healthcare because of the Godridge Hospital location. It, it's an asset that can't be, uh, you know, uh, treated lightly. Uh, we need to up our game and, and see if we can get some growth uh, out of it. Uh, it's an important asset, but we need... And I guess the the only threat is that sometime, whether it's four years or seven years away, we need to put a new runway in. And uh, that's why it's really important that we do this as a partnership. It affects all of us. Right. Um, ACW is coming to the table. The county is coming to the table. We're here to uh, resolve issues uh, and come up with concrete solutions. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that that challenge. Well, it's going to be an amazing task force for sure. The, mm -hmm. the right heads are on the, on the, on the issue there. And um, was there anything else, John, that you wanted to mention uh, to well, our viewers that would um, be interesting? Items I'm, of interest yeah, coming up in Godrich. I'm very proud of, of, uh, of Godrich and how they have collectively come together on environmental issues. Yeah, you've seen in the last year and a half that the environment has been front row and center um at eye level for the world but godrich has taken those extra steps and uh we've council has approved not only an environmental action committee but godrich council also improved uh approved the declaration of climate emergency 
we're implementing strategies uh, every couple of months, whether it's electric cars into our, our fleet at Town Hall, or whether it's uh, EV charging machines or water dispensers or uh, different um, uh, lights that uh, have a lower impact on our environment. I'm very proud of those. And uh, uh, the idea that, that um, Aaron uh, Laurie, um, who is the chair of our Environmental Action Committee, is also now uh, next week going to be our representative at the Maitland Conservation Authority. Oh, great. Um, and it's full circle because um, she's very active and, uh, and is the executive director of the um, West Coast. Um, Coastal Center. Coastal Center. Yeah. So it is a full circle for her and, and we're being represented really well. And Goddard's Town Council has made a, a real strong point and message that the environment in Godrich is number one and we are going to carry our share of the load. And I think that's pretty important. Yeah. And um, when, you, when you declare an emergency like that, um, it just refocuses um, the decisions that councillor is making and they, it just keeps that lens of the environment in every it, decision that's yeah. made and, it, uh, it's, and it's hugely important. Yeah, and you're right. It's about making decisions through an environmental lens. It's okay to talk about this stuff, but we've put it to action yeah. now. And we will work uh, with uh, the federal government. Uh, FCM uh, puts out different models and tools in which we can um, we can use to measure our impact. We've also passed a motion uh, to work with the uh, uh, Goddardsport Management Corporation in the uh, Green Marine uh, Initiative. So okay. now we're not only um, doing this stuff on the uh, Environmental Action Committee, We've now got business involved and we've got the harbor itself and the users of the harbor to start focusing how we use the harbor and how do we impact the water. Oh, okay. And uh, so that, uh, that initiative is coming on uh, probably within the next couple of months. It's uh, already passed. So um, uh, if it's anything to do with the environment, I think we've done a very good job of, of bringing that uh, into focus. Excellent. Well, that's great. I just have one last question for uh, Mayor John Grace. Uh, do you prefer cats or dogs? <laughs> uh, another one of these trick questions from, from Jeff. Uh, 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 no comment. <laughs> well, thank so, you, Mayor Grace, for joining us. I, I love them all. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mayor Grace, for joining us. This has been Real Talk with uh, Homefield Group and uh, John Grace, Mayor of Godrich. I thank you very much. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure.